The Electric Company Short Circuits will not be aired this time. In its place, we present another shocker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful Week in News podcast here at VGU.TV. I am your host for the week, Graydon Webb, joined without Alan Muir on my left, which feels very empty and sad, but we hope that he's doing well. Instead, it's Guy's Night here with the other two guys that he usually helps keep grounded, but it's going to be a mess of a day today with the three of us. So, I'm Graydon. On my right, I have Raul Contreras. Uh, you know how that... God, I'm about to make this joke and Alan's not here. He's going to be very disappointed he's not here. You know how uh, at the beginning of every episode of The Clone Wars, they do that thing. They'll, they'll, they'll have like that saying, it's like, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and then the episode yes. starts. I feel like that's what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just some random context. So like, Penny, for your thoughts. Anyway, here's the episode. <laughs> it just fades up. dun 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 <laughs> right oh my god no that's that's perfect and uh on the other side of me i got gary gallimore again how are you i am good and apparently i'm so antisocial that i avoid talking to the fellow villagers in animal crossing what you avoid talking to them yeah fuck their little squeaks jeez understandable that's fucking <laughs> like 30 percent of the game <laughs> no fuck them animals bro oh fuck out of my village Somebody made a uh, Facebook status the other day, and they were like, I haven't looked at Animal Crossing in a year, but none of my villagers have left, and that's surprising. And then people were like, yeah, they don't leave if you just don't talk to them. <laughs> and and it's, it's true. They'll just sit around there forever in hell, <laughs> being neglected by you and wondering why nothing's happening in their home. Uh, I'd actually <laughs> thought about opening up with, well, we finally got the Snyder Cut, and it's aggressively okay. That, that, is, that is a movie. I thought that people were liking it. I, I do kind of. Yeah, oh, I enjoyed I it, but I don't think it's a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you didn't already enjoy either that first Justice League or any of other Snyder's movies, this isn't going to change your mind at all. No. I have yet to see Justice League. I've only... Actually, the only DC movies I've seen were Shazam and Wonder Woman, so I was going to go into this pretty blind... Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to see it when it comes out. And now it's been out for like a week or something and I still haven't touched it, which I hope doesn't happen with Kong vs. Godzilla. Like, I really do want to see that as soon as it comes out. I have oh, no, I'm there. First thing. I've, uh, can I be honest with y'all? I legitimately think and say like movie theaters are opening up in my area. I'm fully vaccinated. Like, I might. I might, honestly. <laughs> Look, I already trained. Yeah. I might just like go to a movie. I will pay $30 to see that on a giant ass screen and just <laughs> scream consistently every time the two dumb animals hit each other in the face. <laughs> How much of that movie do you think is really going to be animals hitting each other? Um, oh, a fucking ton. I mean, they've been they said, good in like the in like the Godzilla movies. Well, not the first one, but in King of the, the Monsters, it was yeah, there was a lot of just like, nah, fuck the humans. They said oh, yeah. That that so that scene that fight scene where they're on top of like the ship yeah the boat they said that that fight is happening hello oh, yeah okay yeah all right I'm back in I was never so, out, but I'm back in <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm even I'm more in 
wow, that's going to be something. And that monkey's going to fucking die. Well, anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Absolutely. No. Anyway. He's got the intelligence. He, well, it's like I love everybody. It's like, oh, King Kong's just a monkey. It's like, yes. Okay, then Godzilla's just a fucking lizard. <laughs> no. You don't, you don't understand. Yes, I understand everything Godzilla has going for him. Counterpoint, monkey. Wait, oh shit, wait, you guys are on monkey team. Yes. Oh, yes. fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot I'm outnumbered. Anyway, let's get us out of here. Get us out. <laughs> um, so it is, uh, what the hell day did you say it was? March 21st, Sunday, March 21st. Yes, is. This is episode 40. We've finally done it. I'm the only one, but I, I haven't even been on every episode. I've I missed one of them I think or maybe two, um. But hey, I'm the I'm the only one of the old guard here. Episode forty, we did it, folks. Um, and we're gonna go down the list of upcoming releases for March twenty sixth, two thousand twenty one. A lot, a lot of bullshit. Actually, skimming this, a lot of pretty okay things. So we start with something called Vaporum Lockdown on Nintendo Switch. Uh, moving on to Overcooked All You Can Eat, which Alan wrote all which i'm assuming means every console you can think of so psp um we got the the fucking nintendo ds 3ds uh game boy advance game boy uh nes snes uh coleco vision um commodore commodore 64 uh smart fridge smart Smart fridge, uh, overcooked again, on your smart fridge. Like Google Maps. Maps. Can you imagine the brand deal? Google Maps. Uh, can you play like Doodle Jump on the smart fridge? Uh, I'm gonna go out on the limb and say yes. You just tilt your fridge back and forth. Oh yeah. <laughs> then we have something called Sanity of Morris on PC and PS4. I looked at that on Steam, and I can't tell if it's like actually a scary game or a comedy game, but I like the art style. Markham Horror Mother's Embrace on PC. I think that's misspelled. Markham? Yeah, I think it's just Arkham. Oh, I thought it was like a... Like the Arkham uh, Horror uh, board games and stuff. Was it Batman? No. This is what Arkham Asylum and stuff is based on. It's like they try to get the rights to Arkham, but couldn't, so just fucking just throw them in front of it. It'll be fine. Oh, it's Lovecraft shit. Yeah. What the hell did Lovecraft... I mean, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> racism. I, I thought it was like Jewish people. Did he? What did he hate? He was racist. Oh, he hated Jewish he hated people, black, black people. people. Oh, really? Hated black people. That was there. Was the, I, did, <laughs> I, I hate. I hate. Or not hate. I. There's one story that always makes me laugh because the big scare at the end. I don't remember what the story is, but the big scare at the end was something like in all caps, and he was black. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, and he named uh he named his cat the N-word. That oh, I think God. I yeah. Um but that wasn't even my question. My question was gonna be what has he got with tentacles? Like They're spooky. He's a fucked up dude. Like this they're, 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 they're spooky. Oh, he would definitely be that guy like searching out the you know, tentacle hentai shit right now. Yeah, like, I looked up Arkham Horror and it says it's based on Call of Cthulhu, but it's not even like this isn't even Cthulhu. It's just tentacle monsters. Well, okay, so I think there is actually a thing 
where so i don't think he ever actually gives a description of cthulhu because the idea behind cthulhu is that like he 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 is so beyond our understanding that if we were to look upon him we'd instantly go insane really like the ark of the covenant yeah yeah so i don't think he actually came up with that look i think that's just the look that caught on but i could be wrong about that If it's any consolation, I'm getting lost in this card game. There is a black guy in Arkham Horror. So I think that makes up for the sins of... Oh, that's why I love, uh, what is it, Lovecraft Country? Or something like that? Like, it centers around uh, black characters. Oh, good. If that's not an ultimate, like... Fuck you. Fuck you to H.P. Lovecraft's, like, you know, racism, nothing is. And it's beautiful. Awesome. There is not to give that dude any leeway whatsoever, but there is a thing. I think Lovecraft Country mentions it that, like, towards the end of his life, he seemed to be a little bit more ashamed of the, like, he seemed to be way more accepting of other races and actually seemed to be a little bit ashamed of his older views. Not to, that that admonishes him or excuses it, but well, I'm all, for, was... I'm all for people, like, you know, growing as a person. Like, you know, if that's true, awesome. You know, but, we still don't like the racism in the stories that are out there. Yeah. is still bad. And who's to say, like, to what extent that change was actually happening? Oh yeah, yeah. He goes back to that book and is like, and he was black, and it's like dot dot dot. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how they all end now. Uh, then we have Story of Seasons: Pioneers of Olive Town on Switch. I swear to God, there's one of these every week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvest Moon bullshit. I mean, each their own, but Jesus. Puyo Puyo <laughs> Tetris 2 comes to PC. I think that's a Switch game a lot of people like, but now you can play it on PC. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's off. fun. Is it? I've never actually... I, I don't know much about... That wasn't trying to be like a, oh, is it? That's just how it came <laughs> No, it's actually... Um, the gameplay is actually really cool. I've only played the first one, but the way it integrates uh, Puyo Puyo and Tetris together is actually really fun huh. you can really feel the poyo well <laughs> don't you like tetris a lot oh yeah i do like tetris i like tetris effect specifically yeah you talked about that game a lot oh man yeah, it's a burps listen man listen man if you are ever under the influence in any way tetris effect is a wonderful experience <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for that <laughs> um then there's a game called Rip Them Off on Xbox One. I tried to look that up, and all I'm getting are ripoffs of consoles, like the Poly Station and the X Game One. <laughs> so I don't think that's a real video. Hold game. on, I need to. I need to look this up. <laughs> I've got to know what it is. Uh, then holy shit, Paradise Lost comes to PC and PS4 this week. So I've actually been looking forward to that a lot, so I did not know that was coming out finally. Uh, huh? Tales- okay, so hold on. Wait, I got ripped them off. <laughs> Rip them off is a new puzzle game of economic management and tower defense. The board needs profit, and it's up to you to line the streets with shops the masses can't resist. Choose your locations, pick your stores, and earn your way to the corporate lo- up the corporate ladder. And it's increasingly difficult challenges. Actually, sounds cool. Oh, I was gonna boo it. I don't no, know it's, it, sounds... it, <laughs> it sounds right up my alley as far really? as games go. Yeah. Huh. I, I like, uh, like simulation type of thing. Yeah, I like uh, economy sims, uh, city builders, all that good shit. So. Oh, wow. Yep. We needed someone like you, so that's good. What? You like, like them, yeah. them tropicals? Fucking weird nerd. And... 
Oh yeah. Oh, political sims. Political sims are amazing to me. I love political simulations too. Huh. I did not know. Have, that. have you ever played a game called uh, Fuck? Where is it? There's a choose your own adventure game on the App Store. I have a demo of it, but it's uh, where you play as a politician. No. And you try to you try to get elected. Yeah, Congress Wolf. Huh. Uh, so you you play you play a politician and you try to get elected to Congress, but also you're a werewolf. Huh. What? <laughs> there is a I forget I don't know what this company is called, but they basically this is like a side tangent. At least on iPhone, they sell a lot of choose your own adventure apps. So they're mostly text based narrative. So you know you get to choose where to go, uh, and they basically release software so that you can make your own and then sell it through them and i think they take a cut of the profits but they basically let people build their own choose your own adventure things put them out on the app store and because of that there's like a lot of wild ones there's one that i got like a zombie one i think it's called zombie exodus yeah i'm looking at it right now that was like pretty interesting but then there's some wild combinations like yeah you're congress you're running for congress but you're also a werewolf <laughs> there's like a lot of wild wild narrative. it's a cool thing but uh it's very bare bones. You know, it, like the most science fictiony one would be like, you're a politician and you're not a sex pest. Like literally, I'll show you. Nobody listening to this podcast is going to get this, but like I'm going to put a picture of the main menu of this game in the chat and you guys will see how bare bones this is. I actually Google image searched it and the freaking, the like box art for it looks great. <laughs> like look at, look at this main menu. Jeez, yeah, that <laughs> picture. That's brilliant. He's yeah. a wolf in lights. Uh, oh, I didn't even fucking know. It. Wow, the symbolism. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. Because I was looking at it like, what the hell? Where, there's got to be wolf something. And then, yeah, that's that's good. That's very good. Congress wolf, everybody. Or With a born this way sign. Okay, this is what the company's called. It's called Choice of Games LLC. That is and a the... uh, pretty good name. And Congress Wolf is written by Ellen Cooper, who lives and writes in Washington, D.C. They seem to also be the makers of Jazz Age and Fate of the Storm Gods. And- okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not to make this a whole thing, but here, here's the description. <laughs> is the next member of Congress a werewolf? Can you survive a lycanthrope's bite? There's no silver bullet for winning an election. Oh my god. Congress Wolf is an interactive novel by Ellen Cooper where your choices control the story. It's entirely text-based, 140,000 words, without graphics or sound effects, and fueled by the vast unstoppable power of your imagination. When a werewolf murders your boss, you must step up to run a congressional campaign all on your own. While werewolves, protesters, and worse, the media lurk around every corner, you'll use everything you can get your candidate you can to get your candidate elected. Email servers, tax returns, who cares? Election season secrets and October surprises are nothing compared to the possibility that your candidate might be a werewolf or that you might become one yourself. Jesus. Damn. Uh, play as any gender, gay or straight. Set the right tone with your TV ads. Prep your candidate for debates. Impress big donors. Get out the vote. Find out who killed your predecessor and decide where your candidate will stand on werewolf rights. I was going to say, if I were a werewolf, I first thing I would do is hunt down the werewolf that killed my boss. Right. Like, there's another werewolf out there killing people, and I'm the only one who can probably stop it. But no, I'll just run for Congress at the same time. Like, what the oh, fuck? this is why I downloaded it. You can, 
You can play the first two chapters of the game for free. Purchase the rest of the game below, and it's only like four dollars. Yeah, I'll fucking play as play as any gender gay or straight. I'll give you four dollars just for that. That's very good. They have another game called Never Date Werewolves. There you go. So, choice of games LLC. Check them out. Check out Congress Wolf specifically. Make Shout out to Elvin Cooper for writing a wild, wild, wild. Oh God, this was in 2016. So she did this at the height of the whole trip campaign. Okay. Wow. There's so many fucking games. Choice of Magic's A Player's Heart, A Squire's Tale, Creme de la Creme, Mask of the Plague Doctor, uh, fucking A Midsummer Night's Choice. They just keep churning out fucking novel. Well, I guess you could just like work at like any publishing company that writes novels. Yeah, and it oh shit. Well, public domain, public domain would be fucking like okay. So, like a choose your own adventure Romeo and Juliet, where at the end you're like, nah, I ain't, I ain't ain't doing this shit. Fuck it, I want to (laughs) live. And then you've written the next big blockbuster film. Yeah, when you're basically opening that shit up and providing software to let people do it, and then taking a cut of the profit, like that's a pretty. I guess it depends on how much these people make. Yeah. Isn't right? that what but Epic also, does with their game oh, engine? Oh, boy. Uh, yes. Um, let's not talk about Epic. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, like, I guess it depends. Although this doesn't strike me as, like, a, you know, a serious... Well, I shouldn't say that. This seems like the kind of thing that people would more casually be into. Well, it's like, you know, it, it's choose-your-own-adventure fan fiction. Yes, essentially, which is not an awful idea whatsoever. No, not at all. Also, these are a little... Like, that zombie one that I did, I've honestly been thinking about restarting it because I got really far into it and was surprised by how long it was. And then there was one section I kept dying. I was exploring, like, some abandoned ship, and I kept dying. But it was, like, a really interesting story. Uh, Well, we have fallen down a rabbit hole, but... (laughs) Yeah, fucking Choice of Games LLC. Check them out specifically, fucking Congress Wolf, because that is such a good and wild premise, and I appreciate it. Also, check out Tales from the Borderlands on Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's one of Alan's favorite games. It's it's a a better Telltale game. Um, yeah, go play that. Clea Two on Linux and Switch. I think this is a horror game. Uh, is this the one that I played? Yep, I played this in some uh, demo festival, and it scared me. Scandal in the Spotlight on Nintendo Switch. That sounds fun. It's a visual novel. Uh, Danger Scavenger on PS4 and Switch. I don't know what this is. Um, That I feel like I know the name of. Is that like a top-down, like an isometric dungeon crawler thing? Yes, looks like it. Is it very, like, neon? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what I'm picturing. I'm very excited to hear you pronounce this next one. El Hijo, a Wild West tale on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. How was that? That was very good. Yeah, the whole thing with an accent. <laughs> Gracias, mijo. Um, Hold on, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I almost spit out my drink when I heard that. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's uh, that. That actually looks like a fun game. It's like a western. Obviously, it's a Wild West tale. Um, Elf game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it, it is. reminds me of, but it looks fun. Kind of remind. Well, the art reminds me of uh, Bastion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of. It's kind of similar to that. Um, Dark Complete Edition on 
where did I just Xbox Series X and S and PS5. Black also Legend... came out on Switch. Yes, that is also on Switch. Black Legend on PC and PS5. Blade if this is not a Michael Jai White property, I'm out. <laughs> what? Black Legend, if it's not a, a Michael Jai White property like Black Dynamite, I'm out. Oh, okay. But Black Dynamite, I sell trucks to the community. You know, I bet Alan would have gotten that reference. <laughs> uh, then we have Bladed Fury on PS4 and Switch Evil Inside on PS5 and PS4 Maz M The Phantom of the Opera What the hell is that? I don't know, it sounds terrible uh, mm, mm, A mystery think... visual novel That's a musical dog? Is it a musical visual novel? He's kind of yeah. scary Holy shit. It's based he's... off of the the what is it? It was a book, right? A book that was in, oh. it was in a musical. It's got all Christine. It's got it's got the best Raoul, not you, but the character from Phantom of the Opera. Damn, bro, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh then we have the Fabled Woods on PC, which I think I know. Yakuza or is it Yakuza? Yakuza six, the song of life on PC and Xbox One. Good game. It's weird because Yakuza, like, they make games all the time, and people, like, are they just, like, is this actually a new game, or is this some kind no, of... No, 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 this is, this is like, uh, it's just now coming to PC and Xbox One. I played it on PlayStation a while back. Oh, okay. It just feels like they make them all the time, but then people are always still like, oh, it's the best series. Well, they've just now recently started putting them on uh, PC. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Uh, then we have Octopath Traveler surprise drop on Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. I'm out. That I am so excited. Um, initially a Switch exclusive, now coming to Game Pass as well. Um, anyone else excited for that? No. Oh, okay. Couldn't get into it when I tried to play it. Did you say I'm out as I said it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Paperball Deluxe comes to Nintendo Switch. As and I'm as- back in. <laughs> as does dandy ace which i think i know is dandy ace the one that you'll hate me because it's card based <laughs> but i actually kind of had a fun time with it um, wow it doesn't count as a deck builder it doesn't how the mighty have fallen Do you collect no. cards you there are cards involved is there a deck you collect them do you have to build the deck shut up uh-huh. <laughs> Space Base Startopia on PC and PS4. K's and the Wild Masks. Wait, there's some mask game coming out. Um, Probably this. Tack and the Power Juju. This is not it. This is actually Tack and the Power Juju. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Did y'all play that game on Game Boy? I did play that game on Game Boy. Yeah. I did not. What a sad time to be alive. Sometimes you're lucky that you're older, Gary. You yeah. Didn't have to deal with the bullshit. But I, I did play that sequel on PS2, though. Oh no, God. fuck that. I I had those uh those Tiger Electronics fucking games. Yeah, those I was are... not lucky. No, they're not. You yeah, ever tried to play Mortal Kombat on one of those? Um, no, I don't think they made one. Yeah, they did. Made one. Um, yeah. Have you ever tried to play Mortal Kombat on those one of those bootleg 101 video games things? Oh god, yeah. Mortal Kombat Tiger handheld. Holy shit. It's so tiny. Yeah. You can get it on eBay. You can buy one for forty four dollars. 
Uh, that's about as much as they were when they came out. Do it. Fucking expensive things. Well, you can get one in a package for $150. Do it. Totally worth it. Go for it, man. Don't let Alan know. Oh my god, It Takes Two comes out this week. Holy shit, guys. The next three, I'm gonna frickin' bust about. I was about to say, isn't that a, uh, uh, you know, Olsen Twins movie? Uh, No, no, that's The Parent Trap. (laughs) No, that was Lindsay Lohan. Weren't they... It takes two? Was that shit? If you're gonna ruin this for me, you're gonna ruin my... Oh shit, the Olsen twins were in it. Ha. No. And Steve Gutenberg. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. Damn you, Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Dinkleberg. Close. <laughs> what was that one movie where Mary Kate and actually go to vacation on that water park that's on the island? Or was that just me? Holiday in the Sun? Holiday I don't in know. the Sun. Hell yeah. It, it... It used to be one of my favorite games to play is uh, which Mary-Kate and uh, Ashley Olsen movie titles can also be porn titles. Like, Our Lips Are Sealed? Yes, it takes two <laughs> switching goals, shit like that. Like <laughs> The Parent Trap. That's still Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> uh, it Takes Two comes to PC and PS5. I thought it was on Xbox too, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong there. That is the new game by Joseph Fares. It's better than any other game on this list. Then we have Balan Wonderworld finally coming to PC and PS5. Yeah, I've heard some. I've heard bad things about the demo. I was thinking about it the other day at work and how I enjoyed it. If you want to get a little slice of it, it's on our YouTube channel. I played the demo, um, but it did feel like it was kind of built for children. And I thought it was odd that, like, why this game is kind of not being marketed for kids, but it's for kids. But that's kind of most Nintendo games, isn't it? So it's kind of cute. I like it. In it. In it. I believe it. Com- I believe it comes out for the Nintendo Switch, too, at some point. Yeah, I think that's on. I think that's on everything as well. Uh, yeah, because I even asked him and he said it was on Xbox. So unless it comes out later, because the way Alan looks at these, there's like a website that has game releases, and they'll they'll come out on different days sometimes. So yeah, it may be like next week, but I'm not totally sure. Um, but yeah, look out for that one. Also, look out for Genesis Noir on PC and Switch. I don't think we did a video on this one, but it was in a lot of the demo um f- game festivals in the past year. It's a really fun indie game. I highly recommend that is uh it's noir based and musical based, like like rhythm based. So if you like those kinds of things, uh definitely look into this one. Monster Hunter Rise finally also comes to Switch. I know a lot of people are excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, not me, but I've never got into the Monster Hunter. Yeah, me neither. I can respect them, but I, I like giant beasts, but I just I don't know. I remember the one. Remember the one on Wii that had the Wii Speak. No. Do you remember the Wii Speak, the little microphone that you could like, you were supposed to like put on top of your sensor bar, and it was oh, a microphone, yeah. and it came with um Animal Crossing City Folk. But and they never re-released Hey You Pikachu. Fuck. Oh man. Oh god. Oh beans. Oh dip. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Monster Hunter Try. Um, even though it was third. It was the third one, but they called it Try to be cool. And yeah, once I played that, I was like, oh, this is totally not up my alley, but okay. And then just never looked back to another Monster Hunter. (laughs) 
Uh, we're almost done here. We got Die With Glory on Xbox One. We have Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 on PS5 and the Xboxes. Um, Gary tells me it's coming to Switch as well, but not this week, apparently. No, they've never, they have not announced any kind of date. I just know they want to, they're bringing it to Switch at some point. Someday. And lastly, we have Ruvato Original Complex on Xbox One. Oh, uh, that sounds, God, why are games such a word salad? Like, it, it's almost like they just put shit in a uh, random word generator. <laughs> I think every time I think, like, there's no more video game titles left, they come out with this shit. Game, if you guys look this one up, it's calling itself a platformer, and I really don't think it deserves to. Just because it's an isometric game that allows you to jump onto a platform, I don't think that means it's a platformer. I have a problem with this. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm well, let them know. <laughs> I'll let them know. I'll write them a letter. Strongly with the letter. Alright, so with Alan not here, I have to do his chant, so it's time for... The news! ha da da do da Yeah! Damn, bro. Was that Nailed good? it. Nailed it. <laughs> I miss him. So <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> so Raul's gonna kick things off with our first two stories of the week. I am. I am. Starting off on a high note, huh? Hold on. I was looking at. Wow, this Rivado game looks like some fucking wee bullshit. Um. <laughs> so y'all know how to pick up women? No, I wish they made a game about it to teach me. <laughs> Too fucking what? bad. Because they did, but Valve refused to sell it. Oh, damn, oh. you bastard. <laughs> no, they don't actually buy this game. Uh, there is... Oh, boy. I guess at this point, it is a franchise called Super Seducer. Um, <laughs> the cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, God, no, please don't. I'm trying to find the name of this fucking asshole that makes these games. Basically, Super La Seducer. Ruina. Is that who it is? Richard La Ruina? Yeah, Richard Labarina, uh is all an around asshole. piece of shit. Yep. All around piece of he's basically one of those dudes that's like, oh, you know, if you really want to fucking sleep with women, you gotta demean them and emotionally manipulate them and shit like that. Just an awful human being that shouldn't have a platform that nobody should listen to. Uh fancies himself a pickup artist, made a game called Super Seducer. It got popular because of how bad it was. And so he made another one. They got popular because of how bad it was. And the trend continues. Uh, Valve has decided uh, to... He made this public. Valve has decided to not sell Super Seducer 3 on Steam. Uh, according to Valve, or at least a message that he shared that Valve sent him, says, Steam does not ship sexually explicit images of real people. Uh, what the fuck was in this game? <laughs> so is that saying that, like... Screw the fact that the game is demeaning and horrible. It's just because there may be some nudity. No, yes. I think it's more of their. Well, yeah, it's their legal workaround. I mean, I don't think they can just be like, "Yeah, we don't like it." Fuck <sighs> okay, off. I did see some stuff earlier about like there have been other games that have had legit, actual, real people nudity in them. Yeah, this to me sounds like there was like really gratuitous shit. No, it to me sounds like an excuse for them to just not sell this shit on their platform. Like, no. you know, like, because if they were to actually say it's because you fucking are a horrible human being, piece of shit, he'd probably have room to sue them or whatever, but... Right. So pretty much just with what they're saying, it's, he's gonna look at it and be like, oh, come on, man, but then, like, they still are able to get away with that, so that's good. 
it's good. he apparently, according to him, is looking at legal options. Oh God! Oh fuck! Um, also, sell it through if he's if he really has to do this. Do it through like some kind of uh, website, like other people. Yeah, make do your own fucking can. website and sell it on yeah. your website. Because it, so Steam was the last one to say no. Both Epic and GOG has said no. And then back in 2018, the first game did get released on PlayStation, but then got pulled. Uh, so it seems like he is kind of out of options for all the major gaming marketplaces. Which, I mean, shit, if your platform is as big as you like to think it is, just, yeah, sell it on your own fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I think it was, like, it was last week, actually, there was a story about some game called Devotion that Steam didn't allow because it talked about fucking the Chinese Prime Minister dude. Yes. And, um, and they had found a workaround and were selling it from their own website or something. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, oh, hell yeah, get it. So, like... Not, I don't want to help this fucker, <laughs> but it's an option for him. Yeah, to just find a workaround and not be a pussy baby about it. Like, I feel like if he takes legal action, yeah, he's just a white he bitch. He doesn't have much of a case that he's probably going to win there. They can just say, "Oh, it violates their terms of service" or whatever, and then he loses. And yes, and they can decide what their fucking terms of service are at any given time. They don't even right. have to let people know. That's the uh, sad truth of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Because I mean, Lord knows they allow every fucking thing else on Steam. <laughs> they allow some crazy shit on Steam. <sighs> well, what's what's the second story? Anything better? Uh, Yes, but this reminds me of something another... So anyway, um, Nier Automata got put on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, the reason why this is news, more so than just like, what we would cover in the releases is the PC version, the quote unquote vanilla PC version of Nier Automata that launched on Steam uh, is not a great port. Like, there's a huge amount of performance and technical issues. Uh, it's just not a well done port. The version that got put on Xbox Game Pass PC is better than the one that's available on Steam. So, the one that's on Xbox Game Pass for PC is a port of Nier Automata Become This God's Edition, which is the edition that launched on Xbox One in 2018 with all the DLC thrown in. And it has a number of enhancements, such as borderless video setting, fidelity FX options, HDR, and user interface textures upscaled to 4K. Uh, so basically, if you sign up for Xbox Games Pass on PC, you get access to a better version of Nier Automata that is available currently on sale for Steam. And Game Pass doesn't usually do that, like, have complete editions. Yeah. Wow. The thing that this reminds me of is that I think it's still up. You know how there's multiple cuts of RoboCop? And how there's, like, the most complete cut, which is the director's cut, that's unrated and has a ton of stuff in it? Um, it's the cut that most people that like RoboCop prefer. Amazon Prime had RoboCop on streaming, and it was that cut. Like, the complete director's, like, unrated cut, but was not advertised as such, which is really weird in the same way this is weird. It is basically, like, to talk about, like, we mentioned Zack Snyder's Justice League before. Imagine if they just released Zack Snyder's Justice League as just Justice League. You know what I mean? Like, like they didn't advertise it. Yeah, yeah, right. But they just one day said, hey, Justice League is on HBO Max, and then you play it, and it is the four-hour Snyder cut version. 
It's just this weird, like, just weird, like, welcome, right? Like, it's cool for people that have Xbox Game Pass on PC that they get a better, more complete version of that game. But uh, it's weird that, like, because as far as this goes, like, you would think this is the kind of thing that they would jump on and advertise, but they really haven't. Like, they haven't gone out and be like, it's better on here than on Steam. Like, no, they just released it. Makes me wonder if they even knew. They just you know, the wrong file. Or something, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if uh, if you haven't played near, How are you supposed to pronounce it? Automata. Nier Automata. Okay, yeah, that one. Then, uh, then definitely go play it there, because it's worth every every penny and every uh, extra thing that you can get out of it. Near Automato. <laughs> now you're Automato. Near No Tomatoes. I've just near Tomato. I just always called it Automata, because my friend called it Automata, and so I just... Called it Knee Tomato. Knee Tomato. Yeah. My tomato, your tomato. Knee tomato, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Knee tomato, now on Xbox Games Pass. Gary, did you play near me tomato? <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of it. It's good shit, right? Yeah, what I played was actually really good. Hell yeah. Well, what's your third story that you have to give us? Oh, just pieces of shit doing shitty things. Yeah, you're really excited um, about this one. Oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Oh my god, when you click um, on the link, his face pops up. Yeah. Weasel looking piece of shit. Uh, as Activision Blizzard boss Bobby Kotick is poised to earn a bonus worth millions of dollars, not millions, in this story it says hundreds of millions, staff brace themselves for layoffs across Europe. So continuing to do what this piece of shit always does, they're laying off a shit ton of people and he's getting more money. I mean, that's basically it. They're uh, basically the story saying is they are restructuring in Europe and they're going to lay off a ton of people and he's poised to make about $200 million in bonuses. And yeah, a bunch of people are losing their livelihoods and he's, you know, bumping up his high score. You know, it's sickening. And I love video games and everything, but you know, the industry itself is just fucked. Oh, did, did we lose you? Uh, I don't know. Can you hear me? Now we it's, can. It's Bobby. Oh, right. He's he's trying to silence us. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting in through all those uh, Activision Blizzard games that I don't own. Um, <laughs> he knows Alan's not here. We're not powerful enough to stop him anymore. <laughs> but, you know, he's blaming it on, like, digital distribution and stuff like that. And they're saying that it's more on their publishing side and they're laying a bunch of people off. But, you know, if you're doing that, you don't deserve bonuses. If you can't find work for those people to do within your company, you don't deserve a bonus. If, and it's part of my entire problem with corporate everything is that they are not job creators. They literally do everything they can to not create jobs That's and you know maximize their profits. And it's like, I'm cool with people getting rich and shit like that, but when you have to do it off the mistreatment of employees and stuff like that, then you're just a fucking asshole. And it's like, uh, Kotick was criticized this week by CTW, an investment company that holds directors accountable for irresponsible and unethical corporate behavior and excessive executive pay. 
CTW claimed Kotick is set to earn nearly $200 million in, in a stock bonus, although Activision has said the total amount has yet to be decided. The company laid off roughly 800 people in early 2019. Last October, Activision Blizzard closed its long-standing office in Versailles, France, affecting hundreds of staff. Activision Blizzard's better-than-expected 2020 revenue was $8.09 billion, up from $6.49 billion in 2019. Last month, Activision Blizzard said it expects to hire 3,000 people in 2021, mostly in production and development. Great, hire more people. Oh, no, no, no. This is essentially what they're doing is they're getting rid of people that they pay to and are going to hire 3,000 people that will take far less. Guaranteed. Yep. Companies do this shit all the time. Um, It's actually what happened to me um, when I was working in a medical lab. Uh, We got bought out by a bigger medical lab, and they did a round of layoffs. And surprise, surprise, management was the first to go because we were making a lot of money. Fuck (laughs) them. Yeah, no, Fucking you said in there, waffle. You said in there, I'm all for people getting rich, but like after all the shit that's gone on as of late and all this, all the eat the rich shit, I'm kind of okay with people never getting rich. <laughs> oh, this this motherfucker deserves to die homeless and penniless. Like if, I'm okay. I don't even think 99 percent of people planet anything like this motherfucker really does. Yeah, I'm okay with never being rich as long as no one else is rich too. Well, like that that's a that's a uh a flip of the coin riddle that I would I would take that. I'd be like Well, here's yeah, the I thing. It's like, like look, if if you're rich but your employees are well compensated, afforded, you know, a decent life and stuff like that, that's okay. That is okay to me. But if you are rich and all you do is fucking lay off people so that you can pad your pockets more, you don't deserve to breathe. Period. Fuck this guy in his <laughs> shitty hairdo. God damn it. Did she breed or breathe? I mean, breathe. Well, I mean, either, also, but... also don't breathe. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> breathe, but if you could stop breathing, that would be great. <laughs> do both at the same time. Stop doing both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't yeah. do either. Just stop existing. Just, yeah, do us all a favor and fuck off into the sun or something. I don't care. <laughs> I'll ask Alan if we can make the episode title Fuck Off Into the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> also put Bobby Kotick's face in the thumb- thumbnail. Just like in a rocket ship going towards the sun. <laughs> in the sun. All right. Uh, you have another story, I believe, that's also full of sadness. Yeah, but yeah, this is always to be expected. Uh, Marvel's Aven- Avengers. Jesus, I can't talk. Marvel's Avengers PlayStation-exclusive Spider-Man content is officially delayed. Developer Crystal Dynamics has confirmed a delay for Marvel's Avengers PlayStation-exclusive Spider-Man content, which now won't arrive until this this summer at the earliest. Spider-Man was revealed to become to be coming to Marvel's Avengers controversially as a PlayStation-only edition last August, with Crystal Dynamics announcing an early 2021 release date for the character. However, questions began to arise earlier this week when the studio revealed a new Marvel's Avengers development roadmap, one in which Spider-Man was notably absent, despite it covering a period through summer and beyond. Fans were quick to wonder if the character was the latest casualty of Marvel Avengers' troubled release, 
which has so far seen lower than expected sales and delays for the game's initial two post-launch heroes as well as its PS5 and Series XS update. The Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos has now moved to address Spider-Man's conspicuous absence. Speaking to IGN, Amos confirmed that formally, officially, people are working on him right now and that Spider-Man is still on the roadmap for the future. However, the only character featured in Crystal Dynamics' newly released content roadmap is Black Panther, whose arrival as part of the War for Wakanda expansion currently falls within the rather nebulous window of summer and beyond. And Amos made it clear to IGN that Spider-Man wouldn't be arriving before Black Panther. Amos didn't offer a revised time frame for the character's release, but instead, we still fully expect Spider-Man to come to PlayStation. While Spider-Man's arrival may still be some way off, Marvel's Avengers' second new hero, Hawkeye, has officially has finally arrived as part of the Operation Future Imperfect campaign. Additionally, the game's long-awaited PS5 and Xbox Series XS update is also now live. The Digital Foundry has plenty to say on the release if you're curious about its improvements, and I am not. <laughs> I was actually thinking of picking up that game earlier this week. Yeah, I now it might be kind of worth jumping. No, it's still not. No, not really. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know how I feel. And I guarantee Spider-Man got pushed because uh, Chadwick Boseman died. And so they're trying to push out the Black Panther. Yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Plus, Black Panther is going to be all systems. You know, why they shouldn't have to spend so much time on something that can only come to one system. Right. Also, bear in mind, I think... That Black Panther thing comes out later this year. Uh, the new Spider-Man movie comes out for Christmas. Like, they're probably planning on trying to make a big push there. Like, hey, Spider-Man movie is out. Also, Spider-Man is in Avengers. Yeah, that's probably true, too. Uh, they, they probably figure, like, it's so... F- the timing matches up, so might as well do it. Um, did you guys ever see when there was a leak for Avengers... Like people dug into the files and found basically all most of the characters that were going to be coming, and there was something weird about Spider-Man. Yeah, we talked about that on here when 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 like they data mined all the characters. Yeah, so basically what it was, Gary was they yeah they data mined all the characters and were able to find that like yeah Hawkeye, Kate and Hawkeye were coming, and then Captain Marvel was on there too. I remember correctly, but the weird thing was that Spider-Man wasn't listed as Spider-Man. He was listed as Peter Parker. Penis Parker. Uh, penis Parker, yes. Uh, so the idea that a lot of people had was the reason it was going to be, he was going to be PlayStation exclusive is because he is specifically Spider-Man PS4 Peter, and that the distinction with, like, he's not you know, it's his name isn't Spider-Man, it's Peter Parker, it was going to be that eventually at some point they were probably going to have Miles show up. Uh, so that he could or, also be Spider-Man and would probably not be a PlayStation exclusive. No, they can't do it. So, Sony would have to agree to let uh, Spider-Man come in any form come to other platforms. If they were doing that specific version of Spider-Man. No, no, no. They Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, the film rights, not and the video they, game rights. No, I so they, 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 they. So Spider-Man PS4 isn't a result of them having that. Like, it's not the same thing as like the MCU thing. Marvel came to Insomniac and Sony and made that partnership with them. 
And the only reason it was Spider-Man was because that's who Insomniac wanted to do a game. So basically, Marvel came to them and were like, hey, we want you to make a video game about any of our characters. Like, who do you want to make a game of? And they were like, Spider-Man. So because of the... They don't own the video game rights. So specifically, the reason why he would be PlayStation exclusive is because it is that specific version of Peter, but it wouldn't necessarily be that specific version of Miles. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, maybe that would also open the door. Like, Miles is a has a completely different power set. That would also open the door to, like, other Spider people. You could have Gwen in there. Like, Gwen is really popular now because of Spider-Verse. Deservedly so, but, like... I don't know. I was thinking of picking up that game, not as like a live service thing, just as like a, I would I would enjoy just a nice fun Avengers beat 'em up. <laughs> beat 'em up. Yeah, that, that that's what that fucking game is. <laughs> you, you, just, you just walk in, you beat the shit out of some stuff, you press a button, and you're fucking good to go. It's a third person beat 'em up. It's a third person. That's all that game is. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah. Also, also a looter shooter. Oh, oh god! <laughs> and kill me now. <laughs> Shooter where the loot doesn't do anything to change the game. No, it doesn't. But can I make my Avengers look cute? No, you can't. No, oh. unless you think the base Avengers look cute, because that's the only way you can get them. Oh well, man, have you seen Thor? <laughs> I've seen Hulk. What a daddy! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. From- I don't know about that one actually. From one daddy to another. Y'all heard about Batman. <laughs> so, Batman. I guess it's not called Batman. It's called Gotham Knights. Just Gotham Knights? Yep. Well, because Batman's dead in it. Batman is and not spoilers. And, uh, yeah. You is it spoilers? That's, that's in the trailer. I know it's not. <laughs> um, the spoilers would be if I were to say... No, I won't. Um, but we'll just say it's a different, uh... It's not in the Rocksteady universe, the Gotham Knights. Um, they Zack say, Snyder's Gotham Knights. Yeah, this is weird that this this article says it's a spinoff of the Batman series. I mean, I guess it is, but not in the Rocksteady Batman series. Anyway, Gotham Knights, it's a game, um, and it's been delayed to 2022. Sad panda. So Warner Brothers shared the news on Twitter, confirming it will not hit before the end of the year as previously announced. It was supposed to be coming out this year. Um, they said the delay is due to a need for additional development time, although they didn't attribute it to COVID-19. Maybe that's over now and we can stop always using that as an excuse. Um, they released the quote, we are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. Um, they go on to say this is the second high profile WB game delayed to 2022. SWB previously shifted the open-world Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy to next year as well. In the case of Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy, WB did not mention the pandemic having an impact on development. Thank God. Well, I don't think the pandemic really had an uh, effect on the Harry Potter game either. My guess is they're just trying to distance themselves by time from the J.K. Rowling bullshit. Yeah, they're probably hoping that that dies down at some point. That's why they've been in... Well, that's why they've been announcing shit like you can be a trans character in the game and stuff. They are really working their asses off to reverse some of the negativity uh, that Rowling has caused. Yeah, although apparently I heard that that thing about you can play as a trans character was 
I guess, a decision by the dev team as a kind of fuck you to Rowling. Yes, and I appreciate them very much for it. Yeah, because I'm sure that's about the extent of what they can do. Yeah. Yeah, like, I... We've talked our shit about Hogwarts Legacy, and, like, at the end of the day, no matter how many years you give it, J.K. Rowling's still gonna get money from the game. Yeah, unfortunately. you You can't stop that, but at the same time, a lot of good developers who believe in good things are working on that game. So it comes down to your own personal morals and how you feel about letting her get some of that money. Unless, and what would be really cool is if all the devs were like, hey, pirate our game. Right. <laughs> um, but... As a matter of fact, instead of like the anti-piracy shit where you get like a fucked up version of the game, they're like, we're going to, uh, if you pirate our game. It's better. The better frame rate, you get the better graphics. Play as Hagrid. Oh, <laughs> well, is it? I, I honestly, I've never found a solid answer to this. Is it something where she is always going to get a oh, cut yeah, yeah, yeah. of that game, or is it, it anything set in the universe she uh, the that rights. she created? She owns the rights to it, right? But is it anything. a thing where, like, because because the thing is, like, the way I've always understood it working in other ways is that they get uh they, they they receive a payment for use of the rights but they don't necessarily get a cut of future profits well okay so it can work that way but i wouldn't for a second doubt that she gets royalties based on the character use and that's probably what she goes for knowing that just about anything harry potter related is gonna Cause, bank because that's the thing is that it's technically not so it is a wizarding world game it's technically not a harry potter game well, Harry's not in this. Owns, right, but she owns that universe. Yeah, that's so, why I wonder. Like, I wonder what exactly because it, 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 if it is the kind of thing where it's like she just received a payment for use of that world, she's already made the money she's ever going to make off of it, right? So it doesn't matter. Do you know what you see? What I'm saying? Like, she's already made. Go to her at all, or will they have just paid a lump sum for the rights? Right. That's Does the word have... I'm looking for. Like, did she get a lump sum for the, this? Because I, it, I find it because this is supposed to be a live service game, right? Uh, or am I misunderstanding? So. I don't think I've heard that. No. Okay. Then, because I'm gonna say, if this is a live service game where they are probably going to be selling microtransactions and stuff like that, if it was, it struck me as weird that she was she gonna receive a cut of those microtransactions every time they do. You know what I mean? But if something, uh, this might answer what you're what you're asking. She's getting the royalties according this to Polygon. A, yeah, I saw Polygon, but then I'm also reading a Gizmodo thing now. <clears throat> There's an argument to be made that your purchase isn't handing sixty dollars right into Rowling's transphobic hands, but going to support the developers who have worked for years on a project in an industry rife with hard, often brutal product production processes. But the people who directly made Hogwarts Legacy have already been paid for their work. While some game studios may have wage bonuses tied to review scores or sales targets, the $60 you hand on over for your copy won't go directly to those workers' hands. It will go to their bosses. It'll go to their bosses at the publisher, the studio, and to their investors. Because it's a licensed title, some part of it will indeed still go to Rowling. If you know, if they haven't paid a lump sum to her already as part of the IP. Yeah. So nobody knows, I guess. Well, well uh, they, they probably. She... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, According to Polygon, it looks like she gets royalties off of it, but I mean, I guess that's even. Uh, huh. That's that's not necessarily. She just usually does, so I don't know. 
guess it's better to err on the side of caution if that's something that you legitimately oh, yeah. are worried about, you know? Yeah. Fucking pirate this guy. I, you know, I'm not, I would never, well, you know what? I can't say that. Uh, I would not judge anyone too harshly if they pirated this game. I mean, you get legally, I can't, things. well, legally, I can't endorse something like that. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I, mean, I can. I'm not going to fucking get in trouble for a pirate the shit out of that game. like like frogwares who we talked about with the um what is that fucking sinking city how they were like yeah pirate it we're not getting money screw you right i i respect the hell out of that um but this also this article does mention that like you'd also be giving her money for the next fantastic beast movie or that harry potter um fucking show that they're gonna make and honestly every time that i've been watching harry potter the series again the past multiple weeks i'm probably giving her some money through peacock so like i can't right like every time that i've gone to the fucking wizarding world at universal and bought a butter beer like does she get a cut of that probably you know though that's probably like... like a lump sum thing because that's such a big deal but I know that she there was that was a huge thing because she was not going to give like initially Disney approached her and she was like, fuck you. I'm not giving you my rights. Um, but I know you're Universal trying to be has inclusive. Some, <laughs> Universal has some very lengthy, uh, like hefty deal with her. So it may have been more of like a lump sum type of thing because they'll get it would be royalties for forever. Yeah. Universal is also the reason why they're not allowed to have Spider-Man at uh, Disney World. Yeah. So I don't know how I, to, I don't know how any of that back end stuff works, but um, I would I would just really go forward because she's such a sick fuck. I would go forward just assuming that she's always going to make money off of it. Oh Every yeah. She's you just buy sick at fuck the, at the cursed child gift shop. Both of them because it changes between shows <laughs> like she's gonna get a cut of your keychain and a cut of your wand that you buy at barnes and noble or your niffler stuffed animal she the fuck is gonna... a niffler oh, dude from fantastic beasts oh hell yeah go try right. yourself to googling what a niffler they're like is. little make pack sure, rats make sure you spell that right though <laughs> and uh yeah harry potter oh i spelled it wrong wait the story was about gotham knights I spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh, that's a nibbler. Yeah, any cute? I spelled it wrong. I I put nibbler, and that's the also very cute thing for Futurama. Yes, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Um, yeah, how did we get on the topic of? <laughs> because so because because the, the Warner Brothers also owns uh, the Harry Potter thing, and that got delayed too. Yeah, they like to delay things. Um, it should be said that um they also the other game that they have going on is that rocksteady suicide squad game and that was meant to launch next year so they could either have a very large great year next year or a lot more delays we've we were talking in the chat we all kind of assume that suicide squad is going to not launch next year yeah Yeah. Um, but hey wait look take your time i'm sick of broken ass buggy games coming out yeah yeah i think uh i mean gotham knights it was sad because that was one of like the big games of this year there's really not it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot going on like really off the top of your mind like what 
what's really going to make it? Here's a fun sidebar. What do you feel is really going to make it into this year? I think Halo Infinite is pretty much a go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... We're not going to see God of War 2 this year. We might uh, see Horizon 2. We'll definitely see Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's already... They're going to have to, yeah. That's like May or something, June? They, they need, yeah, they need a PS5 exclusive. But, like... Even, like, I frequently go and look at, like, the games scheduled for this year, and this year's list is still so small, and we're three months into it. Like, coming up in terms of, and not to spoil the game releases coming out, but, like, there's Outriders, um, MLB The Show isn't even a PlayStation exclusive, so that's not, like, that big of a get. Um, there's Pokemon Snap that might make it, that will probably make it. Um, you got your Mass Effect. You got your Death Loop. Oh yeah. Uh, Far Cry. God, 6. that fucking. I'm sorry. That fucking Death Loop trailer with the song is so goddamn good. I still haven't watched that. That song is fucking good. <laughs> what song? They made an original song for Death Loop that was shown off in the new trailer, and it's fucking good. Like, imagine like the most stylistic '70s ass like Bond theme is what it is. Oh damn. Uh- it's so good. Um, but yeah, like even the, once you get to June, it all falls apart. Like Back for Blood, which I I could honestly see that getting delayed. Um, you're probably gonna hate me for saying this, but I bet a lot of that has to do with COVID. What a lot of delays or this year's releases? Like I I bet there was supposed to be like had COVID not happened, I bet we would have seen a lot more releases this year. Probably, but yeah, there might that. Yeah, besides just the stuff that we know about that's been delayed, I bet there's a ton of stuff that hasn't even been announced because they're just not ready. Yeah. All of Whereas these I... are overbroad hooks. Sorry, no, kidding. Oh, what? I said all of these delays over a liberal hoax. No, I'm yes, kidding. true, truth. <laughs> I I heard bra hooks, and I was just so curious. I heard bro hugs. Bro hugs. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess there are a ton of people out there who are not social distancing and bro hugging and spreading the virus further. So that tracks. Um, but yeah, like Jeff Keeley, I think it was this week too, announced that he was coming back for another uh, game night live or whatever it's called. What was that opening opening night live or something? And um, I was just thinking, like, what what more is there to announce? Because, like, so much was announced last year that hasn't released because, like, I, COVID delayed everything. What the hell is coming this year? I can't think of so many more games dropping, like, announcements. You know what's going to be a problem, right? I think 2022, maybe 2023, we're going to have the opposite problem where there's just, yeah, just so much shit coming out. Well, in the indie scene, oh my god, these freaking Niffler images, I'm going to... Oh, he's so damn cute. He keeps all the coins in his pouch. Um, the... you should you should just look up some nibbler images. <laughs> nibbler images. Okay, I'll look up that too. Um, but yeah, in the terms of like the indie scene, that's great because indie games can just drop like it's nothing, and um, you don't have to have a bunch of fanfare and get your um names out there and like all these showcases. Instead, you can just be like, yeah. We've got this game, here it is, and people will play it. Nibbler's pretty cute. He eats cats, and Bender's throwing him in a toilet. Mm-hmm. He's also a doctor. His his full name is Lord Nibbler. <laughs> he talks, and he has a very demanding voice like this. Hello, Earthlings. He's in a and he goes, Kelsey and Grammer. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he squeaks. 
Okay. And he is the well, reason Fry got sent to the future. He is the reason Fry got sent to the future. Oh, wow. That got foreshadowed in the very first episode. You see his shadow there. Yep. Huh. Is he a was it? No, no. he's great. Oh, okay. No, he's great. Uh, Futurama is a legit good show. You know, the, here's my hot take of the week. Raul's hot take of the week. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, you know how everybody loves to talk about how Rick and Morty is like super, super clever and all that shit? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, Futurama's Rick and Morty for Rick and Morty was actually good and funny. Oh, shit. Right. If I had clever writing and not just edgelord bullshit. But does yep. Nibbler ever turn himself into a pickle? <laughs> no, but he does eat cats. Isn't that funny, Gary? He turns himself into a pickle. Oh, yeah. shit I've ever seen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I tried to look it up. Is Futurama on, like, it would be on Disney Plus, right? No, I, 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 I believe no, because it's on Hulu. I was going to say, I would say it's on Hulu, but that's the thing is that Futurama hasn't been owned by Fox in a while. Oh. No. It, it, it got, I think it got bought out by Comedy Central. Who then made yeah. like they produced a, they produced two more seasons I think and then yeah. ended it. So uh, good, the the, the okay. Futurama has had like a long storied production cycle where it's been it's kind of like the early days of Family Guy where it was canceled and it brought back and then canceled again. Except for Futurama actually has heart to it too. Future look, yeah. don't like, like not throwing any shade on The Simpsons. Uh, Futurama is Matt Groening's greatest creation. I I agree. Um, even though I do love The Simpsons, I think Futurama kind of took what he was try- like doing with The Simpsons and stuff like that with this really obscurest humor. Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like Futurama was more of a platform to actually tell stories than The Simpsons. Right. Because Futurama... Yeah, the oh, Simpsons oh. is limited by its family and stuff like that. It's family sitcom, basically. Whereas Futurama a, is a sci-fi epic. Yeah, comic. and not only that, but like by The Simpsons' very design, uh, those characters don't change, right? Uh, right, because they're not designed to. Whereas, like in Futurama, characters change; they go through arcs, they grow oh. and learn as people. You know? Did you see uh, people getting upset about uh, them showing Homer Simpson as a teenager in the nineties? Yeah, he's now a, he now grew up as a teen in the nineties. Yeah, he's basically according to the current Simpsons can. Yeah, which is weird. Like I saw, sorry, I saw another point someone made that it's like it's so wild that the Simpsons has been on the air so long that now the way that they live, like a fucking five person family in a modest two story home where only one of them has it, like that is a literally unattainable, unobtainable like status of living for people now, like. That's why the best show on television, the best cartoon on television is Bob's Burgers, because it shows a working class family doing, just doing Can- their shit. Alright, alright, look, I'm about, to, I'm about to fucking grace y'all with the second hot take. Are you ready? Let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. Bob's Burgers is The Simpsons if The Simpsons weren't white. That's not, that's not a diss against Bob's Burgers. I think that's legitimately what makes it great. <laughs> What do you think Bob's Burgers is, like, race they're trying to be is? They're not white. There is an episode where they legit say the thing about, like, they they kind of, like, make that fucking white people joke. Really? Yeah, they're not white at all. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They basically, make, they, they basically make the, ugh, white people joke. Yeah, they're not white. 
<laughs> I think they're Hispanic. I was gonna maybe suggest that, but didn't want to like assume. I guess Lauren Bouchard said, quote, for better, for worse, we gave them the name Belcher, so at least one of Bob's parents hails from some French or French-Canadian lineage. But in a perfect world, we'd have this show about a sort of Greek, Armenian, Italian, Jewish, German polyglot. Oh, okay. That's cool. I can see, like, Greek, Armenian, Italian. I can honestly see any of that. <laughs> oh, especially Greek. He does remind me of a lot of uh, really cool... Uh... Uh, Greek restaurant owners that I've known in my life. Yeah, it's good shit. And luckily, to to kind of cap this off here, you can actually see all of this on Hulu because they have Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, Futurama, American Dad, and Cleveland Show there. My name is Cleveland Brown. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently they have actually... Hill too. I actually... Sorry, the last tangent, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I found a new current like youtube obsession it's a channel called cutaway guy okay he stopped posting a while ago but literally all he does is post cutaway gags from family guy oh but just the cutaway gag yeah i watch cutaway compilations frequently i'll like fall down a rabbit hole and just watch i was about to say so lately it's just basically entire episodes really well no so he well that show relies solely on the cutaway gags now so he doesn't like it is literally just, and i think this is why he stopped posting he stopped at a certain point like he doesn't do modern stuff like i think it's only the first few seasons but it kind of highlights how much better family guy works as just a series of shorts yeah, yeah like robot chicken like robot chicken yes um although some of those jokes are not they're not great or have aged well in any sort of way no no yeah family guy is going to be one of those things that we have to tell our kids was a product of its time there is i think the the most genius joke family guy ever made their funniest fucking joke in the world is when they're in that i forget the context it doesn't matter but they're in like a fucking panic room and the panic room is flooding and they're all about to die so peter is like well since we're all about to die i guess it's finally time to confess something I am not a fan of the Godfather. <laughs> they freak out and just have a conversation about the Godfather. <laughs> They're like asking him like why? He's like, it insists upon itself. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I just posted and I found that. <laughs> it is just a fucking like oh. it's so, it insists upon itself. <laughs> well oh, you can watch all that on Hulu. But Our final story of the day is a story that I'm very excited about. Um, It's incredibly exciting, and I'm very sad. I'm very remiss. I'll use that word, that Alan is not here to talk about it with us. Somewhere out there, Alan just sneezed. (laughs) Sneeze? Yeah, he just sent something and it caused him to sneeze. Gesundheit, Al. (laughs) That's like an anime thing, right? Like, if someone's talking shit about you, you sneeze. Seriously? That's like an anime trope, yeah. Some anime tropes are just ridiculous, but I have to respect them. Cause... I think that's like culturally a Japanese thing, is what that is. Like the um, sleeping and then the bubble comes out of your nose? Well, I think that's an animation thing. No, but like it is a cultural... I, I could be talking out of my ass, but it is a thing in Japan. They say that when you sneeze, it's because someone's talking shit about you. One of my favorite anime type of tropes, one of my one of my anime 
big fan buddies told me is the hair cutting that like signifies change you know of this right yeah yeah that's like cool shit i didn't know about that honestly near a tom automata need tomato need tomato need tomato is what made me uh learn about that because he's like yeah she cuts her hair and then she's like a new version of herself and that was rad anyway speaking of new versions of yourself life is strange is coming back everyone in september um it's not just coming back as a new season though so let's dive into the story so this past week square enix had a um like a little thing video called square enix presents a live stream if you will that's what they call them and they announced the next main entry in the life is strange series called true colors uh it will arrive on september 10th of this year for pc ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x s and stadia so that is everything uh so true colors is developed by deck nine which is the studio that previously worked on before the storm and alan had thought they would kind of take over in general so i guess they kind of are but i think don't nod is involved um so true colors players will control alex shen who is an asian american woman who has a supernatural ability to quote experience absorb and manipulate the strong emotions other people experience now i thought well first were you gonna say something no because i so this game had leaked a bit ago yes but when it leaked, they had mentioned... So they got pretty much almost everything right. Like, oh, it's about emotions, and the main character's name is Alex. What Part of the leaks were that Alex is non-binary. Oh. And I remember... So I watched the trailer, and I was like, this doesn't seem like... I feel like they would have made a bigger deal if she was non-binary, and it doesn't seem like she did. Yeah. No, it it, it doesn't... I mean, they did say woman, so I, I guess that just means... Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty clearly... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... Though I do know that you can make her um, gay or straight, which oh yeah, which you could do in uh, season two. But you yeah. could also do that in the first game, right? You can just straight up romance Chloe. Yes, I mean, I think was it like implied? They never really had like a romance <laughs> scene, right? They, they kiss if you do things right. They kiss. Okay, I didn't know if like if you could make them do that. I kind of just made it more implied in mind by having them like you know ride off in the sunset together. Um, if you do everything right before they do that, they kiss. Cool. Um, and where? Oh yes. So in the trailer, it looked. I thought that she was going to be able to read minds, but it turns out that she can like feel emotions, which is pretty cool. Because then, like she says, sometimes they they build up so much that she just has to like exert the emotion in what looks like reminiscent of uh daniel's force power type of thing in season two um so i'm really interested to see where this goes the story will focus on alex as she tries to embrace her power to figure out the mystery surrounding her brother's death unlike previous games in the series all episodes for life is strange true colors will be available at launch meaning you can play the full game on launch day or use chapter breaks to tackle one episode at a time. I really, I really hate this. I hate this. I think I think episodic games deserve credit. I think they should continue to do that. I really like that about Tell Me Why. It kept me waiting longer, and it made the game feel longer and bigger. And I really hate 
what the fuck did you just send me? Gary? <laughs> is that like current? That's not currently happening. No. <laughs> this <laughs> is from... <laughs> okay. Oh man, that is a creepy looking raccoon. Um, yeah, I just I don't like when episodic games are like, here you go, have it all at once. But you think you're gonna do that role? Yeah, I think just because I need like, if I don't do that, like waiting. Uh, no, it's not waiting for me. It's I because I episodic games like I always end up playing them after they're already out. Yeah. Right, like I, Life is Strange. I played when it was already out. Life is Strange Two. I'm eventually gonna play when it's all already out. Like, and it's not a conscious choice. It's just like you know, by the time that I finally manage to afford the game or get it, it's done already. All the episodes are out. But I kind of need that. Like, here's a natural break in the story. Yeah. Well, I kind of, uh, and it's it, it, this is gonna be worded horribly just because I can't think of how to actually word it. Uh, episodic games for me, I lose interest. Not really because I dislike it or anything, but like I'll play the episode and really enjoy it, and then you know, I have to wait so long for the next one to come out, and I just not really lose interest, but get busy with other shit that I just never really. You forget about. things, right? You forget what decisions right. you made. Right. You forget what the context is. Yeah. Um, right. And I also, like, and I fully recognize this is a me thing. This is not a problem with episodic youth as a whole. But, like, if I don't have that, like, episode one done, this is a natural story break. Like, I will just play through the whole game as long as I can. And I don't think I would enjoy it that way. Because I, I wouldn't know, like, when is a good time to stop? You know what I mean? Okay. That's just, like, for me to, like, if I'm not told to stop binge watching, I will binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> to my own detriment sometimes. I can uh I can understand that then. So I guess it's more it comes down to like a two each his own thing, but it's nice that you'll we'll all have that it. option. Yeah, do it whatever way we want to do it, which is cool. I do like that it still breaks it down, the chapter breaks thing. Like yeah. it will have moments where like probably cliffhangers and then you can just kinda go right into the next one, which is cool. I also I also hope they do the thing like I've been Slowly going through that series because I want to build up to two, right? Like, so I'm on the last episode of Before the Storm, and then go on to one, and then go up to Captain Awesome, and then Life is Strange two. Captain Awesome, okay. Um, I like the thing at the end of each chapter that compares like your choices to globally the choices that people make. Oh yeah, that's a telltale and, standby thing too, and it's it's the best. And I'd want to see that chapter by chapter, you know. Yeah. They they would probably have one at the end, like a big one, but right. it would be cool to, it's cool to have that breakdown and be like, oh, I could have done this, especially when it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm re, I was replaying season two for the YouTube channel and <clears throat> like, I would play like an hour of an episode and then within a couple days, finish the episode and then get those choices and forget what, <laughs> what one of my choices was. But it, also, yeah. By the way, story-wise, lore-wise, from what I know about Life is Strange, so I, I haven't played two. Yeah. From what I understand it to, it don't you know, don't spoil anything for me. From what I understand it to, it is also another situation like Max, where their powers just manifest one day. Yep. Uh, this doesn't seem to be the case with Alex. She seems to be acutely aware, like she has had her powers for a while. Yeah, she explains it in the trailer to people. Yeah. Which is an interesting take. Like, I would love to see some kind of 
it would be like a breaking the fourth wall type of thing if they explained like oh there are people out there like there are mutants and they all have these powers like i kind of like that um the whole thing is just oh we know that that there's just a random person living in this random town and they have a power because then it kind of feels just like oh what if there is someone right now in like arkansas that can fucking use the force but we don't know about it It, it, yeah in in a world where the mcu exists i like that here is a thing where it's like a ton of people with superpowers but there's really no like these games aren't building up to like a fucking Life is Strange endgame ass shit. It is just th- th- these are stories about people with powers that don't ex- actually connect. They're just in the same universe, right? Like these people just exist independently of each other. This is just a fucking strange universe or whatever. Exactly. And it's like, I would kind of like to see, even if it's like a comic book, like a Avengers, a Life is Strange Avengers, but. There, there is a. Life is Strange comic that's like a sequel to the first game. Yeah, but it just goes off of the off the first season. Yeah, but like yeah, um, I don't know. It just makes you think like, what if they all got them together and then we try we tried to figure out the origin because if she was like born with this power and then learned about it and then has grown to her age, like did her brother know about the power before he died or whatever? So I mean, like, hopefully we'll Max loses her power, right? Um, or was that just the ending I got? She doesn't. Because I, I like, I'll be upfront. Spoilers for fucking Life is Strange. I fucking let Chloe die. Okay. Yes. So, so the letting Chloe die stops the tornado, mm-hmm. but it doesn't end her powers. So she could hypothetically. It kind of rewinds time, I guess. But if she were to have like a picture on her from oh like that moment like yeah like a time chloe was alive she could still jump into another reality which i believe is what the comics are about that there's multiple realities going on i've only ever read like the first volume of the comic but i believe there was multiple realities happening like one where they were in a band and one where the band didn't know them because they had never met and like she can just do that that time jumping um So I don't think she ever can like lose her power, and and that's what the comic is. The comic's based off of the town gets destroyed, they drive off, and then she still has her power. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's I I don't think that you can like lose it, which is why it would be cool to be like, oh hi, I'm the Professor X of Life is Strange. I want to get everybody together and figure out what what's going on. Or you could have like a fourth one be a person who knows because i think it even says no i guess it doesn't say in this story but life of strange true colors will have a character from before the storm in it um rachel amber and her bitch ass (laughs) no it's the girl that you fucking play games with oh oh, veronica yeah like i don't know why she's that big a deal but she's wonderful (laughs) she they like her and um and you can romance her if you want, but, um, like, if you had a, a character that kind of, like, tied through everything, or had seen all of these events happen, and then kind of wanted to go after these people, like, it could be a cool fourth season, but, um, also... Or they could, yeah, they could also just keep doing, like, yeah, we're just gonna tell weird stories about people with weird powers. Yeah, and, like, tell me why is kind of similar to having, uh, 
it's not in the life of strange actually it might be in the life of strange universe i can't remember what they said about that but also that's more like a twin telepathy their kind of power so it's not necessarily like superhuman um they just kind of recreate memories from how they remember them together but anyway i digress everything that that don't nod uh deck nine square enix what they've been doing with this series is great we love it a lot and if you haven't played the originals square enix also announced that life is strange remastered collection is coming i believe to all platforms and it will be a compilation that includes enhanced versions of the original game and its prequel before the storm um it includes it will feature remastered visuals and it's why am I rereading this all wrong? We'll feature remastered visuals and improved character animations. So I'm assuming it'll be like Life is Strange 1 looking like, or at least 2, which was kind of a jarring uh, art difference, I feel. 2 looks very different from to me. But yeah, I don't know if that'll give me an excuse to replay it, because I really, I really don't replay these games. As I mentioned in the videos I've done for 2, it was hard for me to want to go and <laughs> replay it. But I did have fun with it. And if you want to know a lot of uh, Life is Strange stuff beyond beyond the storm, before the storm is currently going up on our YouTube channel. So go check that out. Emmett has been playing them. And yeah, Raul, you got to get to get to playing them. I literally just need the. So I've played one and I played before the storm. I'm just I need to do the final episode of Before the Storm. And then I'll probably honestly skip the extra episode for that one the what farewell or captain spirit farewell okay yeah farewell. It, 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 it doesn't really add anything no it's like a nod to the first season but it doesn't it's yeah i feel like that that story is told pretty well in the first season already yeah um it's like i think it was fairly short you can just like look at a youtube video for it yeah and i don't think anything carries over into I mean, nothing carries over into the first season because that's not how it works. But yeah, I wanted to do a fresh playthrough of the second season or the first season to then carry over into the second because I know little to nothing about the second. I just know it's about brothers. Yeah, I really like... uh, There's one little detail that I want to say. It's not a spoiler. Uh, All right, I won't won't allow it. I won't allow it. Huh? (laughs) I said I won't allow it. Okay. All right, I won't say it. I just, I just really think that you'll like it. That's all I'll say. Um, if there was any way for me to like, oh, I could probably figure something out. But if there was any way for me to like play it through my Vita at work, yeah, that would yeah. probably speed up the process. But I wonder, how I'd be able to pull that off. I might have just hit my mic, which I apologize. Because <laughs> yeah, the PS, the PS Five does not do remote play, sadly. Yeah, sad, sad. But hey, boys, I hear the rumor mill is spinning, and they're kind of short. I really want to get to the Blast from the Past. We're not going too long, which is great. Um, I I assume somebody here will have something to say about the game I picked. <laughs> I, I hope I did. I hope I picked one. Um, but yeah, the rumor mill is a spinning, and she has two stories, and they're not that big or, or that big a deal. So I will I will read both of them, and we can chat about them. The first one is... That Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD Remaster, which was initially announced for Nintendo Switch, is supposedly coming to PC. It has, um, oh, it was coming to PS4 as well as the Switch. So Peggy and the ESRB have rated this game. Wasn't it called Nocturne 
or am I wrong? Shimigami Tensei 3 or no, Shimigami Tensei 3 and then Nocturne do different things, I want to say. Oh, they are. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, the 3 HD remaster then is the one I'm talking about and it has been rated on the... uh... No, you're right. It's the same game. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's It's Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne. That's weird. They never even mentioned that. Um, So it currently has a release window of spring 2021 and there was an eShop leak that suggests it's May 25th. But yeah, there's been a description, excuse me, a description update for the game and a rating for a PC version. So that's that's kind of it. Um, if you're looking to play this game, you will probably be able to find a way to. So that is exciting. And our second rumor, if I can find the tab I have, is that Embracer Group is planning more acquisitions, possibly. So they are the parent company, we've talked about them before, the parent company of THQ Nordic and Coke Media. They have issued 36 million new Class B shares at $24.71 per share. The process is expected to raise $893.9 million which will be used to further strengthen the company's financial position and, of course, continue its ongoing acquisition strategy. So Embracer Group, they were the company that just bought Gearbox. They, their most recent mergers and acquisitions include mobile publisher Easy Brain, U.S. developer Aspire Media, and Borderlands Studio Gearbox Entertainment. The three deals were worth just over $2 billion, with Gearbox as the biggest, potentially up to $1.0. And it angered quite a few people because they just don't like big companies buying more shit, I think. Gary, you had something about it earlier. You were upset about it. Oh, Embracer Group? Yeah. I don't don't know. They're just, I don't know, they're just buying up everything and it's fucking weird. They, uh, (laughs) it's, um, I don't know what they plan on doing. Yeah, they're like random companies. Right, and they're, it, it looks. And companies do this shit all the time. They buy up a bunch of other stuff to make their stock worth more, mm-hmm. and then they sell it off. But I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It sounds like they want to try to create a monopoly, but or monopolize. A lot. I mean, they're never going to have a, a hardcore monopoly, but it does look like they are trying to monopolize a lot of the video game world. It's just weird because then Embracer Group will become like, like what do they become? A publisher? Because, like, it's like the way I'm looking at it is, oh, say, Xbox would buy Gearbox and then it becomes a second-party studio. But, like, why, or is it, would it become a first-party studio? No, that's, that's second. Acquire it? I don't even But then if these people buy it, would the next step be, like, Xbox buying Embracer Group to get these games? Or is it just become a publisher of third-party publishers? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's just... Maybe they really just want to a... keep these companies going and... You know, getting them out from under, like, you know, companies like, what does it take to Tencent, shit like that, like these incredibly horrible uh, companies. Maybe they just want to give them, like, more of a, you get to do what you want to do now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like doubt if it. They, <laughs> if <laughs> they don't do possible. shady shit with it, then it's nice, but it's a big company, so chances are they'll do some shady shit. Right. So, they always do. But hey, if. Embracer Group buys more things. You'll hear about it here first because we will. We love to talk about shady shit. Did any of y'all d- tell me? Okay, I know Raul loves Resident Evil. 
correct? That is correct. Okay. And Gary, you you like Resident Evil, right? I enjoy it, yeah. Okay. Did either of you play Operation no. Raccoon City? <laughs> no, no, I can already tell you fuck no. I did not uh, no, I saw a playthrough of it. Are you serious? So I picked this game for you guys and neither of you have <laughs> fucking played it? I was so excited. We knew better. Oh my god. So what turns you on? I guess this can be the discussion on our Blast from the Past this week. For Operation Raccoon City uh, released, what is this, nine years ago yesterday in 2012. What made you not want to play it? Because when I played it, I think I got it out of like Redbox. And I'm not a Resident Evil fan. And I had an okay time with it. And I didn't get what all the problems were. So explain. Uh, I'll let Gary go first. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it didn't have very good design for me. Um, is it that know, it's your basic war shooter? Yeah, I don't like the idea. Like, honestly, I think uh, this was the multiplayer one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck that. It, it kind <laughs> of just. Well, I mean, it really you know defeats the purpose of like survival horror if you know you've got teammates. I mean, I'm sure it can be done, but this one didn't seem to do it. Okay. I guess I I can respect that. I'm looking at a video of it right now, and it's very, it's, I don't know. It does look kind of sad. Raul, what were your thoughts? <laughs> oh, no, have we lost him? Or have no, I you haven't. Him? Sorry, oh, give okay. me one second. No, it's fine. I am, I'm, I'm making a list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was trying to look through and all that good stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, I know exactly. No this this was yeah no it's not my thing at all <laughs> i worry i worry about the thoughts of <laughs> why this game is bad well it takes a lot of like what makes uh survival horror actually you know anxiety inducing and stuff like that when you have multiple people playing especially if uh you know you're talking to each other and stuff like that it takes a lot of uh horror out of it yeah um I don't actually have a list I mind. I don't really have strong feelings against it. I think at the time I probably had more strong feelings against it, but it really just boiled down to like it was a couple things. Gary kind of touched upon it that like, you know, it doesn't feel like, it's not a survival horror. Yeah. Right? Which I've softened up a bit, but like I have in my head I have things about the Resident Evil games and I'm like, if you're making a video game and it's Resident Evil, here are the things you here are the things that if you do, it is absolutely no longer a Resident Evil game to me. So like Well it's like for me, Resident Evil Six, I like the game, the gameplay, but it's not a good Resident Evil game. No. So for example, I've had friends tell me like, Oh, why doesn't Resident Evil do stuff like ghosts? Right? And to me Like spirits. Yeah, the moment you start doing paranormal stuff, you're no longer making a Resident Evil game. You're making a fucking Silent Hill game. You know? Like, Resident Evil is strictly biological shit. Yeah. Right, and then Resident Evil 7 kind of teased the whole ghost angle, and it ended up being a biological reason for it. Which is why, like, all this stuff about witches and vampires and stuff like that in Resident Evil 8, I trust that they're going to be a biological thing. Yeah, like, the vampirism is more of a mutation yeah um but so in that regard 
making a Resident Evil game that's not survival horror, to me, you're already kind of going on a path of, like, you're not making a Resident Evil game, right? Okay. Uh, I think there are ways that you can stretch out in different genres with a property like that. I just don't think, like, it would almost be fine to do something like a left with Resident Evil. There is, there is a, I mean... And it's not even really the fact that it was more action-oriented, because I think Resident Evil 5 is already out. Resident Evil 5 is super action-oriented. Right. And I think Resident Evil 5 is a fucking blast, still to play. That's a, I liked it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you so, can be more action-oriented and stuff, but sort of but, make sure you're keeping a lot of the elements. Yeah, but, like, it is... Uh, Resident Evil's gameplay is already so unique, especially after 4. Their gameplay is so unique... That when you take that away and put in a generic kind of third-person cover shooter thing, almost like you're already making it a little more boring, which would be fine if it wasn't for my second thing, which is the fucking premise of this game. I think the premise of this game is fucking dumb because the premise of this game is all about hunting down and killing the main protagonist of the second game, one of the most iconic protagonist of the series a protagonist that you know is not going to fucking die so what is the point of this game and i know i think there's like an alternate anything where you do end up killing leon and even then it's like whatever <laughs> but like that is the premise of this game is that during the events of resident evil 2 you are said you are like a special ops team sent in by umbrella to go recover some shit and also apprehend and kill leon s kennedy which like already even then makes no fucking sense because the whole point of Leon's character is that he's kind of a nobody. Like, he just shows up to Raccoon City for his first day as a cop and then just walks into this whole mess. Like, yeah, there's no reason why they would want to target him. They, this game kind of retroactively tries to make him a more important character than he actually was in that first game. Like, he's just there as a victim of circumstance. Later on, yes, he becomes like a main enemy for Umbrella because he's continuously hunting them down and doing shit against them. But like, in this first game, not really. Um, so, right, if you, right. the people who made this game is Slant. Is who? It's, uh, they were a developer called Slant Six Games. Oh, okay. What else have they made? Uh, they did three SOCOM spinoffs. Oh, there it is. That explains it. Operation Raccoon City. Their uh, first. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Their first, <laughs> their first original title is The Bowling Dead for iOS. Hell yeah. Oof. Uh, and they went, uh, and in June 2013, Slant Six Games laid off the last of their employees. Yeah, yeah, that, that tracks. Because they made nothing good. Um, but yeah, like, this would have been saved, the premise had been a little bit better. Um, I think I haven't tried resist. I haven't tried Project Resistance yet. That's the multiplayer team that's packaged with Resident Evil Three. Um, but like, I'm sure that's probably a better multiplayer experience. Uh, the Outbreak games, like Resident Evil Outbreak One and Two, did a co-op multiplayer experience on the fucking PS2 that I think is a little is more worthwhile than Operation Raccoon City. Like, it, it feels like they they didn't want to make a Resident Evil game. They just wanted to slap a coat of Resident Evil paint on a mediocre third-person shooter. You know? 
Uh, and that's kind of what rubs me the wrong way about it. Like, it feels like the Resident Evil aspect of this game was an afterthought. Um, and, like, that's the other part of it. Like, I already thought the gameplay of the Resident Evil games was already so cool and unique and good. And Resident Evil 5 was already around improved. You could have a fantastic co-op experience with two people. Uh, the Outbreak games you could prove you could have a fantastic co-op experience with four people. Uh, legitimately, like, those Outbreak games were so good that people have been running their own servers online with, like, modded PC versions of those games to just be able to play that game. Um, and yeah, I think it's just one of those games. And I think it it came out and was a broken, horrible match, right? <laughs> like, I think that was the other part of it, too, is that it didn't even work half the fucking time. Yeah, I feel like, like yes, that's true. Um... But I get, like, if you weren't into Resident Evil and just picked up that game, I, I don't doubt that you probably had a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't awful. I just could never understand why it was so, like, panned. I mean, the well, Wii... Well, because it's so different than the you know, universe. Yeah, it's, it's not what people who like those games go to those games for. Okay. Uh, well, it's kind of like I was saying about Resident Evil 6. Good game not good Resident Evil game. Yeah. It, that game is fun. Um yeah. but and it even like has some trying interesting to lump ideas, it in. But, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to lump it in with you know Resident Evil, it just doesn't fit. It's not And I feel like Resident Evil seven and then I mean we have yet to see if it's gonna be good or not, but from the little bit that I played, the demo that I played, Resident Evil eight have proved that you can take the franchise in vastly different directions, but still keep that core Resident Evil experience that people want these games for. Oh yeah, I love, uh, I loved Resident Evil seven. Yeah, uh, I love that they called it Resident Evil seven Biohazard too. Since right, it's and the then, Japanese title of the game. So I have the Japanese copy because I bought my copy in the Philippines. Because I just happened to be in the Philippines when Resident Evil Seven came out, uh, and the copy that they had, the copy that they had is Japanese. So mine says Biohazard colon Resident Evil or Biohazard Seven colon Resident Evil. Nice, because that is uh, yeah the the name alternate. Did you know that greeting? No. So Resident Evil is called Biohazard in Japan. I did know that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the here in the U.S. it's Resident Evil Seven Biohazard like colon Biohazard. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it is Biohazard 7 colon Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it fits both ways. Like, for us, obviously, it's a biohazard incident that's happening in this house, and then over there, it is it is about a house again. Huh. Because it, that's why it got called Resident Evil here, because that first game takes place in a mansion, and then no longer made sense after that. Whereas, like, in Japan, it always made sense, because they were just called Biohazard. Uh, I have, I still have it in there too. They, it came with a code for like a starter pack in the game that I wasn't able to use because it was only valid for the Japanese PSN store. Oh, but it's still the same exact game. Like it, it's still the same exact game. It's like in English and all that shit. Like it's no different from the U.S. version. It's just a box art. Sounds like you need a VPN. No, because the 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 well, well yes for the code, but I could give a shit about the code. <laughs> uh. Speaking of Resident Evil, <laughs> there's a lot of Resident Evil coming. When? There's Resi- Resident Evil 8. Yes. Big boob. There's Resident Evil the movie reboot, Resident Evil the live action Netflix series, and then Resident Evil the Netflix produced anime series. Shit. 
Yeah, so there are two separate Netflix-made Resident Evil series happening. There's a live-action one, and, and then there. Honestly, there is... the reboot to the movie canon can't be any worse than actual fucking original Resident Evil movies. Uh, they had Brown Leon. They cast an actor, I think, of uh, Indian descent to play Leon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's uh, gone amok. <laughs> but yeah, you can see the cast list out there. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that cast list, and it was damn good, too. Yeah, so that movie's coming. There's a live action Resident Evil series coming at Netflix, which, based off of the premise, doesn't sound too great, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I'm a slut for Resident Evil. Um, and then. Is Evangelia of Indian descent? I think. Um, Beck from Victorious for, for all. I could also be completely wrong. So. Um, and then. Bell. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good cast. And then um, the Resident Evil anime series. It's a CG. So it's basically the same people that made the CG Resident Evil movies. Yeah, a couple of those were actually really good. Yeah, that same animation house is making the series, the anime. Uh, but it's being produced by Netflix to be a Netflix so, exclusive. Apparently the uh, title for the reboot movie is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Hmm. Not a great title. <laughs> oh, man. Nah. We need a Resident Evil uh, Animal Crossing crossover. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it makes me sad. <laughs> Raccoon. That they haven't done it yet? No. <laughs> Universal Horror Nights in Orlando, Florida one year had a Resident Evil maze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is a funny story. Oh, no. What have I done? When Resident Evil 2 Remake was coming out, my ex, who I was dating at the time, went to PAX. And the game that she was really excited to check out was, uh, oh, my God, what is that game called? Donut County. Yeah. And she knew Donut County as, like, that very cute game that had a raccoon in it oh it's i like that game yeah right so she really wanted to try that game that's all she knew is that it was really cutesy and it had a raccoon in it as like one of the main characters so she fucking got in line at pax for uh the resident evil 2 demo because the line the thing that they built was the entrance to the raccoon city police department and it just says raccoon police department oh my god and from the outside it looks like a normal ass building. So, and I got this through a series of snaps, like on Snapchat. Uh-huh. So, like you know, a lot of selfies like combat packs, and then a picture of R- RPD, like Raccoon Police Department. And you didn't tell her. Uh, so I, it, this all happened too late. Like, so I literally like got a ton of snaps from her. So I was going through them in order. So it's like a ton of selfies, a picture at the front. Like I think I found the line. Another picture is like I'm almost there, and then the third picture was after she had walked through the doors and it is a picture of several bodies on the floor in body bags all bloody and shit and she's like what the fuck did i just walk into oh my god and she said there was like a little like walkthrough maze there was no scare actors or anything but it was like a little walkthrough maze and then they took you they had rebuilt the whole lobby area of the raccoon city police department but then had a ton of booths where you could play the game and then it, they literally gave you a 15-minute demo of the game. Like, get as far as you can in 15 minutes. And then they exited to, like, a little uh, Resident Evil gift shop or whatever. 
But it was the funniest fucking thing that she walked in thinking, this is the game, this is the really cute game about raccoons, right? Oh my god, what is going on? There's dead bodies everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And I didn't even, I, I saw it too late, I couldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't have anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, Universal Horror Nights at Universal Orlando one year had a residual maze. Oh, specifically a Resident Evil 2 mains. And that makes me sad that I haven't experienced that for myself. Oh, well, you have experienced for yourself another episode of the Win Podcast here at VGU.TV. I thank you all for joining us on this fanatical ride through... What the fuck did we even do today? <laughs> like, Well... We talked oh, about... we... Tangents? Tangents? We talked yeah. about... Told Bobby Kotick to fuck off into the sun. Mm-hmm. I made a I made a Clone Wars reference on the one time Alan isn't here. It's <laughs> been productive. Jake can still eat a dick. Oh, she, oh, she can be under the rocket fire Kotick into the fucking sun. Okay. Well, if you don't want to get <laughs> fired into the sun with all the rest of those assholes, please go check out VGU.TV. Check out our YouTube channel for all the videos we've talked about. Uh, go read our stuff. Go listen to all our other podcasts. Um, I have been Grade Web, joined as always by, well, as as always as most of the time by Raul Contreras. What are you trying to say? By the way, I have some. Uh, hold on, I have something to say. Oh no! At the beginning of this episode, yes, you said that without Alan here, it's guys' night out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as if to imply that when Alan is here, it is no longer guys' night out. I, oh. I I I want to take a strong stance. I want to draw a line in the sand and say whenever Alan is evolved, it's guys night out. <laughs> okay, okay, no, I yeah, okay, I'll I'll um I'll take that back. <laughs> I I tried to imply that it was like we were gonna get off the rails, as I think we proved correct. Um. <laughs> Because he tends to keep us on a good path, and when I get you talking about literally anything you guys are into, it's I just like chaos, man. It's chaos. Yeah, it's your chaos. It's lovely. There's dogs and cats. (laughs) Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Um. Yes. There's nowhere else I would rather be. Um. What's the name of this episode? What's the name? Fuck off into the sun. Fuck off into the sun. It was going to be called, that's the explicit <laughs> title. Um, and uh, and Gary Gallimore also came by. Thank you, sir. Yes. Always fun. Always fun. Next and... week, I'll be on for my birthday. Oh, wow. Well, happy birthday to you. you, can how, are you how, how old are you going to be? Oh, 36. Damn, bro, you're almost dead, huh? Jesus. Yeah, much. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I used to back when I had more of an accent and was a shittier teenager. I used to say that to all my teachers to piss them off. I'd be like, "How old are you?" And they'd be like, "Oh, 30, 40, whatever." And then I'd be like, "Damn, fool, you're almost dead, huh?" Oh, <laughs> wow. And that's why you never graduated. And then that's why I never yeah, to this day. I still <laughs> I still can't read. It's just just going off those Burger King life lessons. You know what? The training program at Burger King was called Burger King University. Hell yeah. I think there's no better way to end than that. So thank you. <laughs> uh, 
stay safe out there be nice to each other and uh we'll see you in the next one (laughs) bye this has been a vgu.tv production for all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games music and a lot more tune in to vgu.tv